Thanks for listening to Drive Time Devotionals. I'm Bill Simpson, and I just love the Word of God, and I love to help other followers understand it better so that they can follow it more faithfully. So, again, thanks for joining in. In the previous episode, which was number 17, we were looking at the Kingdom Come prayer request that's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. It's this, that we would ask the Father that out of His glorious riches, He will strengthen us with power through His Spirit in our inmost being. Now, like all of the Kingdom Come prayers, there are very specific results that God brings about in our lives as we ask Him according to His Word. The first impact in your life from asking your Father to make you strong by His power through His Spirit in your heart of hearts is this, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith with you being rooted and grounded in love. As I mentioned previously, the English translations treat this part of the prayer differently. Some begin a new request in the middle of the sentence asking for us to be rooted and grounded in love. The English Standard Version emphasizes the link between the clauses and the request. A literal translation of the original would read like this, that Christ may dwell through faith in your hearts, in love having been rooted and having been grounded. For the Lord Jesus to be at home in our emotions and our desires and our dreams, it takes tremendous power from the Spirit working deep within our souls. I think we both know that. As Jesus is more and more at home in our heart, we will become more and more rooted and grounded in His kind of love, that's agape love. It's a mind-boggling concept. Jesus can dwell in your heart through your faith as God empowers you with His Spirit's strength. As you and Jesus become more comfortable with each other, which means you realize that He knows everything, you can't help but be more solidified in His love. That makes sense. We've already considered several Bible passages that teach us about the Spirit living within us. Now, Jesus and His Spirit exist in, in such incredible unity with the Father that it's absolutely correct to say that Jesus lives in you. Well, in actuality, Jesus is seated with His Father in the heavenlies. But because He is completely one with His Spirit, even though it is actually the Spirit who inhabits us, the Bible rightly states that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Since the words were inspired by the Spirit as he breathed them out through the various writers, it is actually the Spirit himself who stated that Jesus dwells in our hearts. Think about that. Have you ever noticed in the Bible that the Spirit rarely brought attention to himself? He inspired the writers to focus much more on the Father and on the Son rather than on himself. He's almost a forgotten member of the Trinity by his choice. But by the Spirit emphasizing the Father and the Son, we are given one more example of the depth of love and devotion each member of the Trinity has for the others. The word to dwell means to inhabit or to be at home. The opposite of this word means to be a guest or a visitor. There is an ownership issue conveyed. Jesus comes in like he owns the place and has full reign over every room and every closet. Maybe you remember a great little book way back from the mid-80s by R.B. Munger titled My Heart, Christ Home. Munger takes us through each room in our heart, just like in our homes, to see if Jesus is really welcome there and comfortable with all that goes on in that particular room or maybe that particular closet. If you picture your heart or your mind as a home with multiple rooms and closets, ask yourself if there is a place somewhere in there 
where Jesus either isn't really welcome or where he doesn't have much influence. I think for most of us, we have a room or two or a closet where the Lord is kind of kept off limits. Almost subconsciously, we live as if we can hide things from God. Nothing is hidden from his view. Your deepest thoughts and your cravings are in vivid HD clarity before him. Therefore, what we need is the power of God to help us to be able to open those locked doors, to clean out those sin-stained closets, and act like Jesus is a permanent and welcomed resident throughout the house. Another way to consider this illustration is to think about Jesus Christ as either a guest or a roommate. Could your life be depicted as a home where Jesus is asked to come to dinner on occasion or invited over to hang out and watch the game? If your relationship to God is about going to a church service once a week, then Jesus is really more of a guest that comes on Sundays rather than a welcomed roommate who lives there permanently. Even for the most faithful followers, thinking about the reality of Jesus' presence in us every moment of every day is very difficult to do. It takes the power of the Father who gives us his strength through his Spirit to keep us desiring his Son to be a cherished resident rather than just an occasional guest. As you hear this, you may be convicted by the Spirit that he doesn't really feel at home in your heart. Are there areas of your life that you don't feel comfortable opening up to Jesus? If so, confess this sin and begin asking God to empower you so that Jesus can take up residence in your entire heart. Ask the Father, according to the riches of his glory, to give you the power to open that locked room so you can work together to clean it out. You need the power of God to help you remove the things that you don't want Jesus to see. You can do this through Christ, who is your strength. One more thing. You can't remove the junk from a room and it be warm and cozy, right? You must refurnish it. As we read earlier, we are to take off the old and put on the new. By the power of God, you can replace sinful habits and sinful thoughts with righteous actions and righteous thoughts. I'm not only learning to not get angry at other drivers, I'm learning how to be a gracious driver. Looking at porn isn't solved by just stopping the sin. A positive action must replace the negative one. Reading the Bible, listening to Christian music, reading Christian novels, or volunteering your time are all positive ways to replace sin patterns. Gossiping, for example, it has to be replaced with speaking the truth in love by the power of God. Coveting is conquered when it is replaced with a sense of thankfulness and appreciation for what God has given you. And that includes all your stuff, your abilities, your looks, your current circumstances, and your relationships. All of this is possible by the strength our Father wants to give us as we ask Him for it so that Jesus can fully inhabit our heart's home. But you're not going to get there if you don't ask for the Father's help, for his power. So let's now focus on two words in this statement that are pivotal. Through faith. Yeah, that's the scary ones. The first result of asking our Father to give you his power is that Jesus dwells in your heart through faith, the scripture says. You are empowered by God to believe that Jesus lives in your heart by his Spirit. Our belief isn't based on feelings or emotions we conjure up. Our faith is based on facts. 
God says unequivocally that he and the Son live within each believer through the Spirit. Again, we need to go back to the promise of the new covenant. Hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, God promised that he would give his people a new spirit and a new heart. When you came to believe in Jesus as the Son of God who paid your ransom price, you were given his spirit to live within you for the rest of your life. Jesus declared this to his disciples on that holy Thursday night when he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's from John 14, verses 15 through 17. Now notice closely Jesus' words. He stated that the Helper, the Holy Spirit, was with them. How did that work? Because Jesus lived with them, he could also say the Spirit lived with them. But something wonderful is about to happen. The age of the new covenant is about to begin. That's why Jesus said in the next phrase that the Helper, a very descriptive name for the Spirit that technically means one who comes alongside, that he will be in you. Those two unique prepositions represent an amazing new reality for mankind. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, became God in us. Now, setting our minds on this reality is critical to being an authentic disciple of Jesus, one that enjoys the the joy that Jesus came to give us. Believing that Christ is in you is based on his promise and not your feelings. So to ask our Father to make us strong through the indwelling Spirit is exactly how we grow in our faith, rooted and grounded. Setting your mind on this reality throughout each day is how you can faithfully participate in this holy transformation that God is doing in and through you. Listen to how Paul closed this letter. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. How do you pull that off? You ask Him and keep on asking Him. And when you feel weak, you keep on asking. And when you fail and sin again, you succumb to that temptation, you ask him even more. Ask your Father, who loves you more than you can imagine, that according to the wealth of his glory, he will grant you, he will give you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that the Lord Jesus will inhabit your heart through your faith, because you believe, and you will be rooted and grounded in His agape love. If you'd like to explore this prayer more fully, consider picking up a copy of my book, How to Ask God for What He Wants to Give You, at Amazon. I include questions at the end of each chapter and a leader's guide on the website to help you in your small group studies or your one-on-one Bible studies. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe and let others know if this is helping you to grow closer to Christ. And until next time, May His grace abound to you.